Hey everyone, just a brief announcement for those who haven't heard yet. Intentional Living is now called Alive and Active Life. We are very excited about this new name and the powerful ways God continues to use this ministry. If you'd like to hear more about the process of our name change, I invite you to listen to the podcast entitled Alive and Active Life, Our New Name. And now, here is today's episode. Welcome to Alive and Active Life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. I have found the content of this podcast has had huge impact in my life. Interestingly, it has influenced my relationships with friends, family, co-workers, and others. So, what are we looking at today? It has to do with safety. There are threats all around us, individuals, families, places of employment and education, even churches, and it's becoming increasingly difficult as the years go by. Everything looks okay from the outside when you just take a peek, but inside, where people are, and especially way inside each individual person, there are broken pieces. One of the greatest assurances that you can know and bring into your life and share with other people is this. You can be safe with God. Why? Because God promises. So I guess the question is, how do you live practically in this kind of safety? Well, let's explore being safe with God and look at some action steps that you can practice in order to be safe with God. First of all, let's talk about the fact that light is part of safety normally. One of the first things you do when you walk into any room is what? You turn on the light. That way you can see everything and prevent falls and bumps. You can actually see where you're headed. Maybe it's to the closet or the table. You don't want to trip over the toys. You don't want to trip over the things that were left out and not put away. Light gives familiarity to everything. It also makes you feel welcome in the room. Light helps people feel more safe probably because they can use their senses better. And that starts, of course, with their eyes. They can navigate the environment's unknowns. Well, this is a great example of how to walk into the rooms of your private life and your public life. You spend lots of time and energy navigating your life and responsibilities. You want to do right for each family member, each friend, each co-worker, to keep everyone safe at every level as far as you are concerned. Well, you need light in order to do that, to be safe, to be warm. So often it feels like we're walking in a cold dark. God wants His children to turn to the light with eyes of faith. With the eyes of faith, you can actually navigate your conversations, your relationships, and your decisions. We're going to talk about this in great detail. There are practical impacts 
of walking in the light and how that affects safety. In fact, we're going to talk specifically about six of them. Let's start with number one. First of all, for safety, you have to turn the light on, and the switch is faith. Number two, believing God's light is inviting you, is true, and is powerful, always helps you see better. Number three, God's light isn't something that you physically see or feel. You may even feel that you're still walking in the dark. But if you come close to God in your heart and obey Him, then you are walking in the light by faith. Remember, number one, faith is your switch to turn it on. Let me say it another way. You can walk in the dark of life while actually living in the light of God. Number four, choosing to be a lover of the light, someone who eagerly expects God's fellowship and His guidance, that proves that you actually trust Him. So lovers of the light prove that they trust God. Number five, light exposes. So when you invite God's light to shine into your dark, remember, God is dependable, God is good, and God is safe. So obeying proves that you love God back and that you trust His love. And number six, never stop asking God for more light in your life, especially in the areas of confusion, fear, and insecurity. Okay, those are the six practical impacts of light as it has to do with safety in your life, in your spiritual life, in your emotional life, your relational life. We're going to explore each one of them in more depth. So let's go back to number one. For safety, turn the light on. It is easy to turn a light on in a room. Why is it so challenging to turn on the light in your thoughts and in your soul? You can't be sure of safety if you can't see your way around in the dark. This is true of dimensions that you can't see as well as physical rooms. Hebrews 3 verse 1 says, Fix your thoughts on Jesus. And scripture also says in Colossians 3 verse 2, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. This is turning the light on, even if you still feel that you are walking in the dark. And it is safety. Well, let's face it. Your mind is invisible, yet your thoughts actually determine your perspective. Your heart and your affections are unseen. The complications and the twists of life are often invisible, and they're hard to anticipate. Your spiritual well-being is invisible to the human eye. So, for safety, learn how to turn the light on in every dimension of your life. So the summary statement for number one, for safety, turn the light on, is this. Actually, it comes in the form of two questions. Have you turned the light on in your thoughts and soul so you can stay in a place of safety? And are you teaching 
your children how to live this bravely. The second point for safety and light. Believing that God is light, you have to know that his light is inviting, that it is true, and that it is powerful. Those things are important or you're not going to respond. People don't respond to things unless it has been inviting and true and powerful. Jesus often refers to himself as the light. He is inviting. Jesus is true and Jesus is powerful. His love chases heart shadows away and helps you clean out those hidden dark corners. When you turn his light on in your heart, you find courage and purpose welling up. When you flip his light switch on in your mind and in your conscience, you find gratitude when he points out an area that needs to be confessed and changed. It's not threatening. It's safe because God is inviting, true, and powerful. Walking close to Jesus means that you make choices that prove you prefer to walk in His light rather than to linger in the darkness of the world. It means that your desire to know Jesus and walk in truth is stronger than your concern over what's next or your fear of rejection or your concerns of having your heart exposed. Summary question for point number two is this. Do you enjoy the invitation, the truth, and the power of God's loving light every day? All right, we're on to point number three. You can't see or feel God's light, but you can feel safe in it. God gave his people the law and then the prophets. He gave his scriptures and then he gave his son the light of the world. Matthew 5.14 and John 8.12 talk about Jesus, the light of the world. How can you possibly address life tangles without necessary information? How can you keep your family safe if you don't know the dangers? All this relevant current data that you need is in Scripture. God wants you to be in the know. God reveals himself to you every day using the beauty and the wonder of creation, of friends, of his provisions, even special details. John 16.33 is a very interesting heads up that God thoughtfully gives us. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. God keeps you in the loop so you can guide your family, so you can live well. But you will also discover that you can walk in the dark of life while actually living in the light of God. So the summary question for point number three is this. Are you living by faith in God's light and letting this knowledge affect how you interact with your family and with others? That's a really good question. 
Okay, point number four. We talked about the lover of light. Well, the lover of light is not afraid to let light shine into the depths of their heart. In fact, they're more concerned about remaining in the light than what the light might reveal. The psalmist says it like this, Your rod and your staff comfort me. Psalm 23, 4, Part B. God's correction is comforting. Why not invite God's light to point out anything that makes him sad? Read Psalm 139, verse 24. It's a beautiful expression from the psalmist inviting God to do just that. You can apply time, energy, and resources to walk in the dark of life while living in the light of God. I think we've said that a couple of times now. Simply put, the lover of light intentionally works to overcome fear and pride to stay with God in His light. This is true even when they must walk in a dark place for a long time. Two summary questions. Do you love the light? Are you walking comfortably in it? Point number five. God is dependable, good, and safe. Even though God's light exposes things, that's not a threat. Because God is dependable. He is good. And you're always safe with Him. If those things were not true, then you probably should not be trusting Him. But you can welcome His probing light. It's comforting, not scary. Even when He reveals things that you need to change, that exposure fills you with hope. Because... God loves and esteems you. If you feel like no one else does, you've got to remember that God loves and esteems you. Your value is never in question. Nothing can take away your peace in Christ except a lie. Do you believe that God is dependable, good, and safe? Which do you value most, hiding or freedom? God promises to give you the desires of your heart. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Wouldn't it be logical to conclude that His intentions towards you are dependable, good, and safe? Read Psalm 37, verses 3 through 9. Here are the summary questions for point number five. If there is no darkness in God, why remain at a distance from Him? Do those who know you best see you welcoming accountability? Do they see you eagerly embracing opportunities to learn and grow? Point number six, our last point, never stop asking for more light. The cross of Jesus brought the light to you and to me. That rough wooden torture rack opened heaven's light and slammed the door of darkness and hell for good. The cross means you can be safe with God, living in His beautiful light forever, 
even while walking in a dark world and dark circumstances. As a child of the light, your life can spread God's goodness and truth. You can have a very satisfying, dependable influence over your family and over others in your life. So, invite the light. Turn it on. Ask for more. Use that faith switch. Let God expose anything that needs to change. Summary points. Do you start at the cross each day? How are you spreading God's dependable, good safety? Do you regularly invite His light into your soul? Would your family agree? Here are some application thoughts and questions. We're going to go back through the six points that we just went over, and we're going to go straight to that last summary set of questions for each one. That's going to be your application. Here we go. Point number one, again, was for safety, turn the light on. Now, here are the questions that went with that, and this is your application. Have you turned the light on in your thoughts and soul to stay in a place of safety? Are you teaching your children and others how to live that bravely? The summary questions for point number two, believe God's light, that it's inviting, that it's true and powerful. So here are your questions. Do you enjoy the invitation from God? Do you enjoy His truth, the power of His loving light every day? All right, point number three, and the summary questions for that. The point is that you can't see or feel God's light, but you'll be safe. Now, here are your questions. Are you living by faith in God's light? And letting this knowledge affect how you interact with your family and with others? Number four, and the point for number four was the lover of light. Here are your questions. Do you love the light? Are you walking comfortably in it? Okay, point number five was that God is dependable, He is good, and He is safe. Here are your questions. If there is no darkness in God, why remain at a distance from Him? Do those who know you best see you welcome accountability and eagerly embrace opportunities to learn and grow? And then point number six was never stop asking for more light. Here are your questions. Do you start at the cross each day? How are you spreading God's dependable, good safety? Do you regularly invite His light into your soul? Would your family agree? 1 John 1.7 says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Use your faith switch, turn on the light, and follow these action steps to stay safe with God. Have a great week. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. 
visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and e-books, libraries of articles, podcasts, shareable images, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.